This time around, we have episode 405 of Instant Star, titled, We Belong. Things are starting to pick up the season, finally. <laughs> it took us until episode 5, but things are starting to happen. So let's jump right into it. There is, I'd say, an A, B, and C plot. The B and C plot, uh, they kind of um, intertwine towards the end, so I'll just cover them in one go, but I'll start off with the A-plot. So very, very early on in the episode, Darius comes to June Tommy and says, hey, look, you're going to host the new season of Vincent Star. They're both reluctant to do it, but Darius, I forget what his like play is, but he threatens them with something. And so they both agree to do it. There is a kind of cute moment where it's the day of um, shooting for Instant Star, and Tommy pulls up to Jude's house uh, so they can ride together to G Major. And he says, oh, Darius wants us uh, to show up together and show off our jomminess. <laughs> and that was really cute. Jommy is obviously the the ship name for Jude and Tommy, which we, we really don't combine names anymore. Like as a society. <laughs> Why did we stop doing that? Like, Brangelina, Benefer. I feel like we don't make ship names like we used to, but... So that was kind of cute. Once they arrive at G Major, there's a whole swarm of people that, like, show up and are clapping for them. I think some of them are the... I'm blanking on the word. The people auditioning. And some of them are just, like, fans, I guess. But anyway, this crowd of people starts chanting like, kiss, kiss. And so they kiss and everybody goes wild. And uh, there's still obviously a bunch of frenzy around them. So that's why Darius wanted them to host because it would obviously be big for ratings to have them there as a couple. So we get into the actual auditions and they do the standard music show thing where most people early on are just awful. They're awful because they're gimmicky or they're just like straight up off key. So at first, even when the people auditioning are rough, Tommy has genuinely constructive things to say about their shitty performances, as does June. So Tommy will say things like, you know, maybe take some lessons, work on your pitch, um, but you're getting there. Things like that. Constructive criticism. And everything's going fine. We fast forward a little bit into the episode, and you see Tommy getting a call. And you don't really know who it is, but uh, he gets this call and he says to the person on the phone, like, oh, is she okay? Um, so something not good has obviously happened. And then after he gets this call, Tommy goes back into the audition room and he's visibly irritated. He's <laughs> went looking off into the distance, completely checked out. So, oh, I forgot to say, before this thing happens, we meet a new character. Her name is Blue and she's played by Cassie Steele. Cassie Steele, if you don't know, played Manny Santos in Degrassi. 
Uh, and Cassie Steele is also a singer, so the song that she sings as part of this audition is actually one of her original songs. It's called Pavement. A lot of her music is, it's like alternative, like leaning towards like alt-pop, sort of, but she's really good. I love her stuff a lot. I will say it is a bit disappointing. So her name's Blue, because her brand is that she has this blue hair, she's wearing blue eyeshadow, you know, that's all fine and good. But maybe we could have done better than this party city looking wig. (laughs) But at the same time, the wig technology in 2008 wasn't the best, so I get it, I guess. But anyway, Blue is a great singer. She's the only good performance that they show in this episode, and so she obviously makes it on to the next round. But anyway, the, the, the thing with Tommy happens after Blue performs. So Tommy comes back in after getting this call, and like I said, he's upset and is checked out of this day. So another not good performer auditions, and this time Tommy says, like, that wasn't good, get some lessons. And he's, like, become very short with these people. And then Jude says something similar. She says, like, yeah, why don't you take lessons or something? And then Tommy, again, still irritated, says, and why don't you get a stylist while you're at it? And then Jude follows up with, yeah, your shirt says that you like math or something. (laughs) It's like something intended to be rude. And on a side note, the guy that they say this to kind of looks like Jamie's brother. (laughs) Like they could be related and I wouldn't, (laughs) I wouldn't bat an eye. But anyway, after Jude like follows up Tommy's comments for a second time, Tommy snaps at her and says, don't do that. I feel like you're parroting me. You have your own brain. Why don't you use it? And Jude is upset by this and walks off of uh, the set or out of this like auditioning room. So now Darius is, so now Darius is upset because, again, he wanted Tommy and Jude to host the show because they're a couple, and them being a couple would be good for ratings. And if they're snapping at each other, not happy, that's not. <laughs> gonna be great for Darius's purposes so now Darius is on to Tommy and is asking him like what was that why are you snapping at your girlfriend uh on tv in front of these cameras and Tommy says um like wouldn't you do anything to protect your family and like Darius is confused like (laughs) like I also was at this point like what are you talking about Can you use your words, please? And then the scene cuts off there. Oh, I forgot to mention, it happens, like, pretty early on in the episode. But Tommy has also bought, um, two motorcycles for him and Jude to fix up. (laughs) Which, like, okay, fine. I mean, I guess we knew that Tommy was into cars because he had, like, expensive ones. But also maybe that's just because he's rich and <laughs> and likes expensive things. I don't know that we established that Jude likes motor vehicles, but I mean, that's a thing now, I guess. So anyway, now that 
there's this rift between Tommy and Jude. Jude, the next day or so, skips out on auditions. And she's in her garage, um, like, tinkering with one of these motorcycles. And then Tommy pulls up and finally lets all of us in to what's going on. And we learn that his mother has Alzheimer's disease. Potentially, like, early onset, just due to, like, Tommy's age. His mom, probably in her 50s or so. Or 50s or 60s, it's not clear, but anyway. Uh, Tommy divulges that his mom drank a lot ever since he was a kid. And that's, like, part of why she's not doing well now. Um, she lives in New Brunswick, and he got a call from his brother that she wasn't doing well. So that's the thing that set him off during the auditions. And so he says, <laughs> I was mean to you because I thought it would be easier for me to leave if you were mad at me. <laughs> God, can you use your words, please? <laughs> It'll never fail to not be... Wait, I didn't say what I was trying to say. But essentially, all of their problems only ever come to the fact that they cannot communicate. <laughs> it's all passion and music with them. But when it, time, when it comes time for things, you know, to get real, when shit like actually hits the fan, they get distant. Tommy stops talking. Jude gets angry this whole thing. So anyway, during the course of his conversation, Jude says, okay, well, if you're in trouble and you need help, then I'll come with you to New Brunswick. And Tommy says, don't you get it? I don't want you to be there. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't get it. Nobody gets it. We don't, <laughs> we don't understand. And he doesn't really dive into why. He just says, I don't want you to be there. And so there's a quick scene where Jude's like confiding in Sadie about how she feels insecure maybe isn't the right word, but she's feeling like hurt that Tommy doesn't want her to be by his side for help, for comfort, for anything. He just wants to, you know, go wallow in pity back in New Brunswick. So the last scenes with them... Part of it happens over a montage while the song of the episode is playing, but the resolution of the A-plot is that it comes time for Tommy to leave, and again, because they don't or can't communicate, Tommy thinks that Jude's just going to come to New Brunswick anyway, even when he explicitly said that he didn't want her there. So at the last second, Jude switches up and she says, I'm not going to go. It hurts me, I'm paraphrasing, it hurts me that there's things about you that you feel you need to keep from me, but I'm gonna let you work this out on your own. Here, I made you the song. Listen to it every day. Whatever. <laughs> and so Tommy takes off and they're like still together, I guess, but you know, doing a long distance thing for some amount of time. I think, without looking it up, I think New Brunswick is the province that's like above Maine. So if Toronto is like kind of, well, Toronto's like next to Michigan. 
I guess that's still pretty far. They don't specify where in New Brunswick. They just say New Brunswick. So I guess that's pretty far to, you know, be going back and forth all the time. But they're going to do a long distance thing for some amount of time. And Jude is just going to let Tommy figure this out on his own. So she says. (laughs) But that is all for the A plot. The B plot is like a pagan Jamie also kind of quest plot. So Pagan is still on his record contract with G Major. He still has to make an album for them, but obviously with his own uh, music label, Nana's Basement Records, he can't like actually put something good out for G Major. So his plan is that he's going to go into the studio and he's just going to suck on purpose. He gets into the studio he brings in like a didgeridoo and <laughs> and various um what's the word um like not common instruments and he starts putting down these lyrics that are just like nonsense he starts singing about his ex-wives and he's like trying his hardest to be awful and quest as um he's the one producing this quest pretty easily figures out what he's doing and that he's trying to be awful so he takes all the garbage that pagan put out and composes it into an actually like viable song (laughs) and that's really kind of the extent of the b plot quest doesn't um like show him the finished song at this point but you can tell that he's like cooking up something good to surprise pagan with and then the c plot is pretty quick but it's about Sadie and Quest. So you get various scenes this episode of Quest just being the perfect man, the perfect boyfriend. <laughs> He's just the best in the world. He like does all the chores around the house and he's a great producer and there's a scene where he's like massaging Sadie's feet. He's just the perfect man all around. And Sadie starts feeling overwhelmed at G Major. She's like a publicity person, but she also still is like kind of a receptionist and still, you know, answers phones and does receptionist type work. So she's feeling overwhelmed and this leads to her like blowing up at Darius about how he needs to hire another person so that she can actually focus on publicity, which is what she wants to do. So as she's blowing up to Darius, Quest tries to step in. And Sadie says, like, no, you do everything for me. You're perfect. All of this. I want to fight my own battles. Please let me do this. And Darius eventually says, like, whatever, I'll hire someone. Or you can hire someone for me. I don't want to do interviews, whatever. And so Pagan actually gets the idea to have Zeppelin Lynn. I don't know if I ever said. So her full name is zeppelin but she like goes by lynn in professional settings i guess so pagan to have more eyes on the inside suggests that zeppelin works at the front desk and she gets the job at the end of the episode so that they can fully infiltrate g major because also as these instant star auditions are going on pagan is like trying to take notes of who who all is good and like who's um like going to emerge as like a front runner so that they can potentially poach them later on. And that's really all there is to the B and C plots. (laughs) 
again, it feels like with the A plot, we're starting to become like more substantial. We're like working towards something here, but it was still a kind of slow episode overall, but we're getting there, hopefully. So with the plot synopses done, it is time for the song and episode ratings. So this episode's song is called I Still Love You. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's a fairly generic um, like power ballad, really. It starts off with piano and then the instrumental kind of builds from there. It's, like I said, it's fine. It's like pretty average in every way. <laughs> you know, non-specific lyrics, hits all the right notes of a love song. It's just... Uh, it doesn't stand out really. So for me, the song is a 5 out of 10. The episode, like I just stated, felt a bit slow. The auditions were kind of fun and cute to watch. I'm excited that, you know, Cassie Steele is finally here and she will obviously add more to the episodes as we go along because she's great. She's phenomenal. So this was like leading into something not as slow as previous episodes, but still kind of slow. I think for me, the episode is also a 5 out of 10. So with both the song and rating, the song and episode ratings of 5 out of 10, that's obviously the average. And so that is it for me for this episode. I hope you all will join me next time where I will break down episode 406. See you then. Bye. <laughs>